You are now tuned in to the Project 365 Experience. Coming at you on a Sunday night. I just watched the game. We had the Warriors and the Raptors. You know, anytime you get the Warriors and the Raptors, it's one of those games that are um, could go any, could go either way. The Warriors are so good. Um, they're perennial uh, dynasty. They're defending champions. They have Steph Curry. They have Klay Thompson. They have Draymond Green. They have experience. And now you add the young crop. You add Jonathan Kaminga. You add um, a nice little player that they have in Ty Jerome. Jordan Poole's coming into his own, right? So the Warriors are one of those teams that like have the potential to, even though their dynasty players are aging, still have this ability to be really good for a really long time. And then you have the Warriors. And, you know, I'm Canadian. I'm biased. I got to be biased. <laughs> the Warriors, um, the Raptors have... Um, one of the best development uh, programs in the NBA. Um, their players, I would say probably Toronto and San Antonio have to be like up there, but I would almost put them almost in the same class as a San Antonio, where the players that leave the Raptors um, always end up just going somewhere and just being impactful, always go somewhere and have success, always go somewhere and just um, seem to um, spread that Toronto culture all over the league. So um it was one of those fun games so the warriors ended up going on top um 126 110 and uh just got a youtube video that uh i'm going to put up for you guys just finished it um so be on the lookout for that one for tomorrow uh, on monday it'll come out and what i'm thinking is i i just attacked different angles from it i looked at okay how did so the the raptors were losing for the biggest part of the game you look at the scoring breakdown for um, this this whole game. Um, the Warriors scored three times, thirty points. They scored thirty six in the first, thirty two in the second, thirty four in the third. Right now, is that like is there a ju- is that the Raptors defense? Is that the Warriors offense? Right. Well, a bit of both because the caveat of this is Steph Curry did not dress and Andrew Wiggins didn't play either, right? So that's two starters. So now you sit back and you look at it and you're like, hmm, what has happened? What did the Raptors, um, how did the Raptors attack this game? How did they end up being in the position where they were trailing the whole game? Went through the breakdown of it and we just uh, looked at two things that stood out to me. I think Jordan Poole. Have to highlight Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole had 43 points, five assists, one rebound, and 35 minutes of play. That's a new career high for him. Right? And it's like looking at it, you're like, man, like something was he just was there an adjustment made on him? Was he just that unguardable tonight? So we go through that and what you guys will see in the video is um, when you have an elite shot maker, it's very hard. Once they get going, it's very hard to just be able to get them to stop. If you look at the starting lineup, you'll see that the Warriors started uh, Dante DiVincenzo, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole. The three of them started at the guard spots, right? They started three guards with Draymond Green and Kevon Looney. 
Jermongi came out and made three out of three threes, but that's another story. Yeah, <laughs> But um, if you just look at the guard play, you look at, you break down each guard individually. If you're the Raptors, you have to expect that that the Warriors are going to come at you from one action to another, flip from one action to the other. Um, if there's not something, reverse the ball and just look to attack and get some scoring going. And why is that? Well, that's because of the personnel. If you look at Klay Thompson, Klay Thompson, even when Steph Curry is there, Klay Thompson is a threat, is a th- is a threat to shoot at all times. All times. So you got to expect that He's someone that can get hot any going. If you take your eyes off him, he's going, he's going to find a way to take advantage. You look at Dante DiVincenzo. Play for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, is a new pickup for the, for the Warriors. Um, new player that they added to their roster. Um, this is a guard that is very strong and plays off of two feet, right? He's a Villanova guard. And you know Villanova guards, um, if you do your research on Villanova, the, the, college, the college team, you'll see that a lot of their guards... Play off of two feet. What does that mean, play off of two feet? Well, a lot of guards a lot of times get to the paint and don't really know how to make a decision. Or, or get to the paint and then, and then leave their feet and then try to make a decision. Dante DiVincenzo is almost trained to like get into the paint in two feet, find those kick out, and then just be able to create for his teammates. So now you look at that and you look at Jordan Poole who has Steph Curry tendencies... By Steph Curry tendencies, there's not one shot he doesn't feel like he can't take. Um, He'll shoot the three coming from half court. He'll pull it. He has the ultimate green light. And this plays a factor too. And a lot of people don't think about this. But um, the Warriors just gave him four. For four years, the Warriors just gave him $140 So understand that basketball is a business. You got to anticipate that Jordan Poole is going to come out guns blazing. So if you look, just look at the guard set, you got to anticipate that all the scoring is going to come from these guys and they're going to come out and be ultra aggressive from the jump. I don't think the, the Toronto Raptors were ready for that. I think the Raptors were kind of like anticipate, okay, first quarter, let's feel it out, whatever. But um, yeah, the Warriors threw the first punch and went into the first quarter and were leading by 10. Um, and then Doug made that lead, uh, made that lead even made uh, made that lead even deeper. Sorry, um, scored thirty two in the second. So you look at it in the video, you'll notice you you guys will see that we talk about um, what is one adjustment um, that the Toronto Raptors could have done. They did it to begin the first the second half. But for some reason, they didn't stick to it, which I found was kind of interesting. The third quarter is where I think um, the lead really got out of hand, where they just seemed to be always from behind. Whenever the Raptors would score, the Warriors would score. Whenever the Raptors scored, the Warriors would score. And then when the Rap- the Warriors end up going into a zone... Um, if we're the Raptors, we settled for some shots. We settled for some jumpers. We settled for shots that weren't in the rhythm of offense. And we talk about it in the video about rhythm and why is rhythm so important. 
Um, it's very most of the time in basketball, teams that have rhythm on offense, if you can have rhythm on offense and rhythm on defense, your rhythm on offense is you just being able to take shots that you want. So a defensive team is going to come into the game with a game plan and have certain things that they're willing to give up, right? So if I have a guard who is not able to make a lot of threes, well, a lot of times what they'll do is that they'll, they'll just go under. They'll, they'll dare you to shoot, right? If you start shooting those threes, um, you fall into the hands of what the defense actually wants you to do. So settling a lot, and then what happens is you miss those shots. Those are bad shots that are not in rhythm. That automatically gives the defense chance to transition into offense fast. It doesn't allow your defense to be set. It does, and then that's when other teams seem to get like really easy buckets. So, um, yeah, we talk about flow a lot um, with our content. So flow in this game was for the Warriors. The 3-2 zone really seemed to really stop the, the Raptors from really being able to get what they wanted. And again, there was a few possessions where the Raptors threw the ball inside to Siakam and understand that Draymond Green is at the bottom of the zone, right? So Draymond Green is not a shot blocker. Yeah, you could attack the baseline. Get the ball to the baseline. Get the ball beneath the free throw line. Attack the back line of the defense. Don't just settle for the threes at the top. But too little, um, too little, too late. It just seemed like when they started getting to a rhythm, every single time the Warriors... The Warriors just seem to respond. So I had a lot of fun with this video. I think you guys will enjoy it. I think it's a fun one. I think it's a very educational one. If there's anything you guys want to be able to see, just let me know. Shoot me a message. Let me know. Comment under that video. And if there's any other um, players or teams you guys want me to cover, it will be a pleasure. And on that note, you guys know what it is. It's Coach0365. Catch you on the next video. Peace. Okay, episode's done. Thank you so much for sticking to the end of this episode. Please, if you enjoyed, give us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. And please, if you have any questions, feel free to connect with me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, or Twitter at Coach0365 and The Project 365. I'll catch you on the next one.